Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Friday, January 14th. As school districts across the Bay and the U.S. are facing extreme challenges amid the Omicron surge of the pandemic, Oakland schools are feeling the pain acutely. Last Friday, classes were canceled as teachers at 12 schools in the Oakland Unified School District staged a teacher sick out. Yesterday, Thursday, many students participated in their own sick out, demanding better masks like KN95s. Today, you'll hear from two teachers with the Oakland Unified School District and hear about their greatest challenges and concerns and what it's been like in the classroom as Omicron rages. My name is Julie Mendoza and I teach at Roosevelt Middle School in I teach seventh grade humanities. My colleague Mallory Samara sat down with Julie. Teaching during the pandemic, right? What's the top line concern among teachers and staff at your school right now? Well, for context, you know, in a lot of ways before the pandemic, schools in East Oakland are already in need of more counselors and teachers and nurses. And the pandemic really just compounded all of these issues into a crisis, into an emergency situation every day. So the what the biggest issue is, I think, right now is safety, staff safety, student safety. And our attendance has been so low for students. And I think some of the reasons are COVID-related and I think that a lot of students are being kept home in fear of their safety. It's really frustrating to receive emails like from the district claiming that they're doing enough and that um, enough support is being provided or that masks are on their way. Because what does that really mean when today there are four classes in the auditorium with no instructor because there aren't enough substitutes to cover the amount of teachers that are out that day because of COVID. Or when on the day that we have our biweekly PCR testing, there are eight positive cases in a single class. Or when four front office staff are out and one person is responsible for sending symptomatic students home, calling parents when 
their student has tested positive and explaining the quarantine guidelines to them at a school that represents over 20 different languages. And so I think that we are deeply understaffed. We need more support, more boots on the ground. We need more funding for proper PPE. And we need more substitutes. And this week has really made it clear that we need a defined metric that triggers a school closure if there are not enough adults in the building to keep students on campus safe. There are parts of the school that remain unsupervised because there are not enough adults present. What has it been like since returning from holiday break? Um, in the last, I guess it's been, what, two weeks now, right? Since school has supposed to been have been going on. Um, how has that been since then? Returning from winter break, there have been a lot of student absences. So this week uh, we had, you know, classes had between 25 to 50% of their class absent. And this is challenging for a lot of reasons. This means that whatever lesson that you teach that day, uh, 25 to 50% of your class is being left behind. And if they're quarantining for five to 10 days, then they're missing even more instruction. And it's one thing if it's one student who when they return, you can provide extra support for, you can have them come during office hours, you can have them make up assignments. But when it's like 25 to 50% of your class, it's guaranteed that students are going to fall through the cracks and be left behind academically at a school where many students are already struggling academically. What is the biggest daily in-classroom challenge that you've faced? Something that is really concerning that's been happening since returning from break is um, students who are symptomatic coming to school and having to be the one to make the call and send that student home for the safety of the other students. Um, there have been also instances when students that are supposed to be quarantining return to class. And so you have to check the quarantine list and hope that it's updated and accurate. And sometimes that student doesn't get you know, flagged until later on in the day. Um, I think students also, you know, who have experienced a lot of their teachers being absent and having to have multiple classes throughout their day in a library or in an auditorium without an instructor is really impacting their mental health. And just seeing how sparse their classrooms are creates this ominous tone in the room, like there's an elephant in the room. Um, and so it was really important for us to have conversations and discussions about what was happening with our students. And so part of organizing the sick out was to create slide decks that teachers could use to have these conversations with students and see why did they think attendance was low? Why did they think everybody in the building was getting tested? What 
do they think needs to happen at school to make students feel safe enough to return? And what power do they have in demanding those safety measures and making sure they're met? Can you relate to the reasons behind a student organized sick out? I think that the OUSD student demands are completely aligned with the teacher demands. We know that for this particular variant, which is three times um, as contagious as previous variants, there is a specific type of PPE required in order to prevent transmission. I think students are aware of that, we're aware of that. If, you know, when you have biweekly testing, you're getting eight positive cases in a single classroom, that is an indication that testing needs to be happening more frequently because there's community spread. And I'll say that um, one thing that teachers may be wanting that um, students, you know, that are not on the list of student demands are just better communication from our school leaders and from our district about um, COVID protocols. Uh, Could they keep changing? And oftentimes they conflict with each other. And it's difficult to communicate with our families um, when we ourselves like are unclear how to follow these protocols, especially in regards to testing, because, you know, whether or not a rapid test or PCR test is good enough to return seems like it's different for students than it is for teachers. And we've also experienced teachers who have had up to five close contact notifications who were denied PCR testing on their own campus because they were asymptomatic. And those experiences really are what I think are fueling the need for these demands. Up next, another teacher from Roosevelt Middle School, Seb Beltran Moeller, who teaches sixth grade humanities. So, Mr. Beltran, this is your first year as a full-time teacher with your own classroom, right? Yeah. So yeah, first year. When I think about like I was saying, like, man, it would just what a challenge it would be to be a student in these times. This is probably not what you had in in mind <laughs> when you got out of college and said, Hey, I'm gonna go teach. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like finishing up college, just like being online, like going back into in-person classes was like a really a good breath of fresh air, you know, but just everything's just constantly changing. So it's really hard to follow up with all the updates and just, you know, be on top of every little, of every little change and update. But, you know, what's really inspiring is just how like adaptable the kids are and how, how willing they are to be like flexible with these situations and really just like make the most of it. You know, even if we have like half the kids in our classes, like they're still putting in like as much effort as any other time. So they're aware of what's going on. It's not disrupting like their motivation, at least yet, you know, but yeah. see how long this thing, how, how long it'll, it'll last for. But, um, but that's, it, that part has been like really inspiring, just seeing like their willingness and like inner motivation to, to put, put forth that effort, you know. Is it frustrating that there aren't better plans in place given that this isn't new, right? Like we've had mm-hmm. the better part of two years to come up with 
the best strategies, the best ways to make sure that there were stockpiles of of PPE, KN95 masks or N95 masks, or stockpiles of rapid tests, um, Mm -hmm. because it just feels like we're constantly scrambling. Yeah, it definitely is like a very like deja vu moment, just just sort of like stuck in the middle and just like kind of looking all around like what's going on and as far as like what are we going to do like I don't know and it is sort of like demoralizing to think like all this progress that like the kids have made like might have to suffer as a result of like going back to online learning but you know the kids are kind of aware like yeah like I asked them like and they're like yeah we'll probably just go back to online learning and but I can't give them a clear answer if we're gonna and that's sort of like frustrating as far as like how I can't be like super real with them or like maybe that is part of the reality of just like how uncertain it is, you know, but I can't just be as straight up as like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. You know, as a teacher, you're supposed to be, you know, not the be all end all, but like, you know, you know, the students go, you know, go to you for like answers and you know, their families do too. So it's just like, it's tough, you know, go into them and just, just like, I don't know, but like, I'll, I'll just tell you the next thing I, I can. Um, it is a very day by day, hour by hour sort of process. What has the classroom experience been like in terms of the challenges that you faced, especially since you've returned since the holiday break on the third, right? Is it the lack of PPE, things like effective masks? Is it the inability to distance? What is it? So I feel like just being in the classroom, right? Half the kids are there. So usually classes are up to like 30 kids usually. And now they're 15, 14 kids half or less than half. Right. And same with the staff, right. Staff is really running thin. Some kids are being in the auditorium, multiple classes at a time in the auditorium, you know, subs, you know, finding subs already is a tough thing, but even especially with this, with so many teachers out, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's just, people are really stretched thin. And um, yeah, the PPE definitely um, that's, you know, a key demand of this whole sick out is just like asking for the KN95 masks for students and staff. Right. So in, you know, that those materials are just like really necessary, but it's, it's with this whole thing, same with like the rapid testing, right. Ask, you know, it's recommended, but how much, how much resource resources are there, right. Like how yeah. much availability is there. So it's like kind of these contradicting messages and just like really just in terms of like the accessibility and like availability of you know, what's being said to, to, to deal with this, but, um, yeah, spread out distancing kids are still eating in cafeteria. So trying to find ways where they can eat outside, um, is another demand. And, you know, another challenge is that it, that's going to come with this is just how, how are we going to reintegrate those kids who have been gone for two weeks, those mm-hmm. kids who have been gone for a week and a half, yeah. um, you know, catching them up to speed, you know, for, especially for something like math, where you have to know, you know, you learn one thing and build on that, you know, lesson by lesson. English is a little bit, maybe a little bit different because you can kind of, you know, mess around with that and, you know, read a little bit, but like. You're able to go at at your own pace a lot more because math, you're pretty much on the same wavelength for the entire class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Just catching kids up is going to be another, another thing, you know, who knows if we're going to go back to online or um, in person, but just catching those kids up who have missed since coming back on the third. So some kids have been, you know, chronically absent since the third haven't come back. Um, and just dealing with, you know, the constant flooding of emails, close contact emails, things like that. Like you've been exposed, that kind of thing. And then just, you know, next day, another kid's absent next day, another kid's absent. Yeah. Um, it's just 
so multi, you know, multi-layered as far as like what's being affected and what like environments. What has that experience been like? Just the uncertainty and knowing that you could be one close contact away from having your own COVID scare. It's just a weird sort of situation. Like, I don't want to use the phrase like tough it out, but it's like, that's just kind of what we're doing. We're just like, it's just like the last of us, you know, showing up, making the most of it kind of deal. It's just like, you know, when kids are lining up on the ramp and it's like, you know, a minute left to clap for before the bell rings for class. And it's just like, there's less than 15 kids. And it's like, it's just like, it's looking really grim guys, you know, like let's just make the most of it. And it's just getting kind of grim and, just got to really dig in deep and try to like encourage them the best we can. Like, you know, half of us are here less than half, but like, let's just make the most of what we can and um, just stay safe. And I had, you know, luckily I have some leftover uh, rapid tests, but, but even those, you know, there's so much like uncertainty over. And it's just like, if you, if you want one, like hit me up after class, like I'll give you one, you know, but the, it's just like the messages are contradicting. It's like they give them out, but do they really work kind of, you know, yeah. so it's just, it's so when just you say you have you extra rapid tests, I mean, the supply that you were given as a teacher, or are these your personal supply that you're giving? This is, this is from the, this is from the school from, from the district. Okay. So um, you've mentioned uh, several times, like contradicting or conflicting messages. And I think that we all kind of feel that way to a certain extent, because the, the CDCs that uh, they've been dinged a little bit, especially recently, like, wait, Ten days or five days, like yeah. So only medical masks now, or can you know we get away with you know cloth masks like we've been wearing for two years? I understand all of that, mm-hmm. but are you getting the support you need in terms of the right information you need, whether that be from uh, your union or from the school district? Do you feel like you're getting everything that you need to make the best decisions for yourself and your students every day? Yeah, I think I think the communication is there, but like there's also so much like uncertainty that we can only, we can only get so much info. Like we don't know if we're going to go online or like what the protocols are going to be for going online or like what the percentage of staff absent needs to be for us to close down the school, like things like that. It's just like so uncertain, but the communication about like who I've been in close contact with that kind of thing, that's been pretty like prompt and pretty up to date. But as far as like the mass distribution, that's pretty rough too. like the end we need the KN95 masks and like just don't have them or like told her have them but also kind of got some contradicting messages of like how to pick them up where to go like we're getting a lot of things and it's just like gotta you gotta really be like on top of everything as far as like how to streamline it and like distribute things to like everybody so it's really just those sort of things should be like really clearly communicated and that's Mm -hmm. not like it's not really necessarily the fault of like the admin or the fault of the um of the school district or the school board or anything like that but it's just like um there has to be like that streamlined clear communication like are there going to be masks is only for the staff is no for is it for the students as well like it's tough because you know things are getting updated and you know we're getting you know supplies but it's just like kind of figuring out like the logistics of of how to distribute i feel Thank you again to Seb and to Julie 
And many thanks to my colleague Mallory Samara for co-producing today's episode. New episodes of Bay Current are out every weekday, and we'd love to be part of your daily routine. Please subscribe to the Bay Current podcast on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. And every episode is on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. There's a link in the show notes. That's it for today's Bay Currents. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.